0: God, Amen. I want to share something, just something simple, with you tonight. And I'm going to be uh, conscious, conscious of the weekend and uh, and and in respect to you and your family time. And I, it's not my intention to go very long tonight because I'm hoping if you if I give you a little bit this evening, I can take a little bit next weekend. Okay, we're going to even it out. So I'm going to give you a little bit this weekend. But don't put that in the bank. I'm going to spend it next weekend. So put it in your check-ins. Don't move it over to the savings because I'm going to take a withdrawal next weekend. You can be seated. It's it, We won't call this our text so you can remain seated. And we won't be in dishonor of the word of God. Luke chapter 4, verse number 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. This is the... Uh, This is the passage of scripture that takes place that uh, Jesus uh, goes out to fast and pray and he uh, is tempted of Satan and uh, comes back uh, and begins his ministry. And uh, he steps into the synagogue in Nazareth and he speaks these words, uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And he says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering a sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say, this is... This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And he, and all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. Who Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet it is accepted. In his own country. And I want you to jump down to verse 27. 27. And many lepers, everybody say many, and many lepers were in Israel in the time of, of Elihu, the prophet. And none of them were cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. God bless you. You can be seated. Notice this, it seems quite interesting. That Jesus is speaking here, and he's making such a uh, prophetic statement. He's making a, a a a a statement of pulling Scripture in verse eighteen and verse nineteen out of the Old Testament, and he's saying he's proclaiming by reading this. That's why the Bible says all of their eyes were upon him because he was reading it. Not as uh, there'd been at in the synagogue, that verse had been read many times by the by, those that were the priests in the synagogue. But when Jesus read that verse, it had a different meaning. Because they were speaking of it, what was to come. But he was speaking of it as, I am the one that has come. And I love it because Jesus did the first mic drop. He said, the priest, the acceptable year of the Lord. Boom, drop the mic, close the book, give it back to the man. And the Bible says they all looked at him. And they began this dialogue. Is this not Joseph's son? This can't be. This can't. What's this? This is Joseph's son. Why is he saying the Spirit of the Lord is upon me? This is the same guy uh, that uh, that 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 was making tables and chairs. And he goes into this explanation. In the middle of that, he makes this statement. He 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 gives us this verse that seems to to be. Sort of in context, but out of context, and he says, and many lepers in Israel were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them were cleansed, saving Naaman. So, my question to you tonight was, what made Naaman so different? He said, there were many lepers, but one. Was delivered many died, but one was healed Why do some people survive what other people die from? Why do some people navigate what other people backslide from? Why do some people go through a divorce and get bitter but others come through a divorce and say blessed be the name of the Lord why do some people lose a loved one and leave the church bitter at God? Other people leave a loved one and say, Lord, you're all I've got. Why some people get messed up when they go through things and get bitter and angry about it, but others come through and they, they, they may have their struggles, but they navigate through it. Why? What makes you so different? What made Naaman so different? Because Jesus said there were many lepers in Israel. Many lepers in Israel. There were many people that were dying. Why did Naaman live when others were dying? Why are you sitting here tonight when others have left? Why are you here tonight after 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years while other people are somewhere else tonight and they're home and they're bitter and they don't pray and they don't worship. They don't read the Bible like they used to. But what makes you so different? There may be many reasons for that, but can I pull out one thing for you tonight that I believe made the difference? Let's go back and read the story. Second Kings chapter five. Second Kings chapter five verse number ten. Second Kings five, ten says, And Elisha sent a messenger under him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times. Thy flesh shall become again unto thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and when he was mad, angry. I won't ask anybody that ever left church angry. And went away and said, behold, I thought he surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? I mean, he's on a rant. May I I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away mad. Leave it there. Don't, don't don't give away my punchline. He was mad. He was leaving his miracle at the altar. And he was walking away mad. Many were dying. And God gave him a way out. But he got mad. And he was angry. And at the end of verse 12 it says, And he went away in a rage. But watch this. And his servant came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou have not done it? How much rather then, when he said to thee, Wash and be clean. Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Wait a minute. What was the difference between the man that was angry and the man that was healed? Why was he so different? Because he had somebody that was willing to speak into his life. Mm. What made Naaman so different? so different. Why did Jesus say there were many lepers in Israel but Naaman was the one who was clean. Why? Because he had somebody that was willing to speak a word in his life. You can tell where somebody's headed by the people they start listening to. I'm going to be short but it's going to be strong. If you want to see where somebody's going, just hang around them long and find out who they're listening to. Because you know what? Who you're listening to is going to be determining where you're going i don't want somebody in my life that's going to agree with all my things that i'm upset about i don't want somebody in my life when i'm upset and i leave church and i don't understand it what's going on and i'm mad at the man want somebody to come up to me and say you know what that church doesn't appreciate you that church doesn't love you as morning. you need to go find a new church no I don't want somebody to say that I want somebody that's willing to reach into my anger and say listen you need to look at what you're saying you need to look at what you're doing I want somebody that will be an enemy of my weakness I don't want somebody that's going to agree with me all the time. I want somebody to willing to say, listen, son, you need to stop and thinking about your attitude. You need to stop and thinking about what you're saying. You need to stop for a minute. Mm. I want somebody in my life that refuses to let me live below my potential. I want somebody in my life that every once in a while that will challenge me to go farther. That will challenge me to go deeper. I'm not just talking about the preacher. I'm talking about the people that you associate with on Monday and Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Because you hear me or one of these other men once, twice a week. But you listen to your friends and your Facebook friends every day of the week. And good Lord Jesus, get on Facebook and have somebody that gets sideways and listen to everybody that's agreeing with their attitude. But I want somebody that loves me enough that says, listen, you're not right. I may not like it. It may not feel good but I want somebody that loves me enough that says listen you're wrong you need to check your attitude you need to check your spirit hey I didn't understand it there but I thank God every time I de- he was mad at me because he loved me and he realized you're living below your potential son i know you can do this i know you can obey and i'm willing to step in and tell you what you don't want to hear I'm glad my parents didn't agree with my attitude all the time. I'm glad when I went and tell my parents, well, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. They didn't just, oh, you know, that big world is a cruel world. That's a cruel world. It's a big, cruel world. No, I'm glad I had parents that challenged me and said, son, you need to stop for a minute. Think about that. Think about your attitude. Think about what's going on. Think about it for a second. When you get upset, do your friends agree with you? Or do you have somebody in your life that says, Whoa, 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 whoa. I know you're upset. I know you don't understand things. I know you I know there's some things that you're not getting, but you need to stop for a second. Because you're going down a road you don't want to go down. You're going into a territory that you may not be able to come back from. And I love you enough to tell you what you need to hear. Because the Bible says that Naaman got so mad at the prophet. He said, how dare this guy? How dare he tell me to go wash in the dirty Jordan? We got better rivers back in Damascus. I mean, we got beautiful rivers. And the Bible says he went away mad. He was walking away from his miracle. But he had somebody in his life that grabbed him and said, listen
1: you're walking away from what
0: God's trying to do in your life. And it may not be what your flesh wants to do, but if you would do what the man of God's telling you to do, if you would listen to the word, if you would listen to the word, stop getting sideways every time something comes along that you don't agree with or doesn't fit in your world or doesn't arouse your flesh up. You can't challenge people from the pulpit anymore because somebody walks out mad. You know what? Next time someone gets challenged from the pulpit and you get mad, I hope somebody's there to say, listen. And challenge, say, why are you mad? Why are you getting mad because someone's telling you the truth? Don't get mad. Say, you know what? We need to go find another church. This church, this church, boy, this church doesn't have the love like it used to. And this church doesn't love. There's other churches that will love you better. Yes, but you know what? I'd rather tell you the truth to heaven than love you to hell. I can hug you to hell or I can lead you to heaven. It's your choice But if you don't have a friend or somebody in your life, that's willing to say listen You need to check your attitude. You need to find out what's going on because there's something in your life. That's not right I want somebody in my life that will not be the ally of my weaknesses. But somebody that will be the enemy of my weaknesses. I've got weaknesses. You've got weaknesses. I've got them. I could, I could tell you all night. I could shock you tonight. Seriously. I could shock you with some of my weaknesses. I don't need to surround myself with people that have got the same weaknesses. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. If I've got a problem... With anger. I don't wanna go, I'm not saying you do, okay? We're goodness, okay? <laughs> I don't wanna go find someone else that's got a problem with anger. Because amen, amen, amen. guess what? We're not gonna help each other. And I get worried when I see people start only to associate with people that are like them. It's gonna be short, but it's gonna hurt. I don't like it when I watch people that only hang out with people that are like them. I'm not talking about the color of your skin. I'm talking about that that have the same opinions you have, the same thoughts you have, have the same ideas you have. Because you know what? That's a dysfunctional inbred group. You know why cousins shouldn't be married? Because they produce things come out handicapped let's just try to say it nicely help me you know why you're supposed to marry somebody that you're not related to because you need somebody different to bring something healthy into this world and when you breed with somebody that's like you, you're going to breed something unhealthy. Because there's not enough difference in the DNA for something to come out healthy. So you've got to breed with somebody that's different than you, that's not like you, so that you can produce something healthy. That's why some of you, you're like, well, I understand we all go to the same church. Why don't I have fruit? Because you've got to look around who you're breeding with. Who's you? Who do you call when you have a problem or an issue? Who's the first person you call? Do you call somebody that's going to agree with you? Or do you call somebody that you know is going to challenge you? I'm trying to help somebody get to heaven. Because you know what? You watch people. Watch people that start to struggle and leave the church. The first thing they start to do is they start to cut in their inner circle. It gets tighter and tighter, smaller and smaller. And they get they weed out the people that disagree. And they start getting the people that only agree. Well, you know, they start getting the people that have the same doctrinal issues they've got. They start having people that have the same problem with authority that they've got. Unsubmitted people don't like to hang out with submitted people. Because to unsubmitted people, the submitted people convict them. So watch, when someone gets unsubmitted, watch who they start hanging out with. And I believe we need to have friends outside the church. I'm not saying we need to all be only, I think it's bad when a church becomes so cliquish that they only have, only people you know are the people in the church. That's not healthy. However, if your main influences are, are people that do not have the same name applied to them in baptism and are filled with the same spirit and they're your main influences, you're going the same direction they're going. If you listen to more Oprah and Dr. Phil than you listen to the Word of God, you're going to become like Oprah and Dr. Phil. Let's just talk it real today. I said Jay Z and Beyonce and Barry Manilow this morning, so I might as well bring Dr. Phil and Oprah to church tonight. But I'm trying to challenge somebody because we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. God is doing great things. But there are gonna be there are gonna be many that make the trip, but somewhere along the line, there are gonna be somebody like you that sit here tonight. You may not be here in a couple of years. And I'm trying to help you avoid the pitfalls that are gonna to try to snare you, trap you. What made Naaman so different? Because Naaman had somebody in his life that was willing to tell him. The truth. Naaman had somebody he was associated with. It wasn't the prophet. Notice, don't say, "Well, I got, I got you in my life." I got a pastor. I got no, 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 no. There's too much separation between the pulpit and the pew. Because you know what? He argued with the prophet, but he couldn't argue with the servant. He argued with the prophet but he had somebody he was associated with that said, no, 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 no. You're missing an opportunity here. And you know what? The devil would do anything he could to come in here and breed and sow discord in this and start to get you distracted on some silly issue. Petty issue. Some petty... Little tiny issue gets you all sideways, gets your spirit all jacked up and have your bitterness start to creep in here like a cancer. And if you don't have somebody in your life that says, stop. Don't say another word. You need to go pray. And you don't need to get up until that mess is out of your spirit. And it doesn't need to be the preacher. Preacher. That says that, but it needs to be the Facebook friend or the, or the brother or the sister that you hang out with that says, listen, I don't know. We, we've known each other a long time. Something doesn't feel right with you. And I'm telling you, I'm praying for you, but there's some stuff in your spirit that don't feel right. That's right. That's right. How dare they? How? I thought they were supposed to be my friend. How dare they say that? I can't believe they say that. No. That's how you're going to get to heaven because you know what? The most dangerous words that I've heard come out of somebody's mouth in the last five years. I've met with several people that have left the church and I've asked them, so where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. What are you going to do? Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Who are you going to associate with? Well, I'm not going to associate with anybody. Who's going to be your covering or, your, well, I don't need a covering. God's my covering. Once I heard that, I knew we were in big trouble. Because I feel, I feel, I feel like I've got a relationship with God. I feel like I know God. But I would never, ever be, forgive my language, stupid enough to think that I could always self-diagnose myself. Because even the doctor goes to the doctor. (laughs) <laughs> I've never said that before but i say it again baby that's tweetable even the doctor goes to the doctor baby you don't see no doctor putting himself in an MRI diagnosing himself because the doctor knows there's some things I need a doctor for and if you want to live By your own doctor. You're going to die by your own doctor. But even a doctor needs a doctor. And the moment you say. Well I don't need anybody. I got Jesus honey. Your boat is already got holes in it. Because if all you needed. All you needed in life was Jesus. You need anybody else. Then the day of Pentecost was a sham. Because what's the purpose of the birth of the church if all we needed is Jesus? What was the point? of The the, the whole day of Pentecost was a sham. Peter and John were a sham. Why? Because I need somebody that will watch my blind spots. I need somebody. You know what? Some of the cars nowadays, they've got these things called blind spot monitors. And what those are, are they're little either signals, lights, whatever it is. That if someone's in your blind spot, the little alert goes off. Because if you're driving down the road, you can turn your head, but there's still blind spots. And those little signals on your car pick up the people that are in your blind spot to let you know. It's not safe right now to change lanes. Even though you turn and you don't see anybody, doesn't mean there's nobody there. Because the blind spot monitor says, I can see what you can't see. I need a blind spot monitor in my life. That will say, listen, I know you looked, but I'm telling you, you looked, but you didn't see what I see. And you need to calm down a second and let traffic move along before you change lanes. Because if you change lanes right now, you're going to cause an accident and you're going to hurt yourself and hurt others. So you just need to stay in your lane for just a minute until traffic passes. I don't argue with the blind spot and say, well, this, this is stupid technology. It doesn't know what it's talking about. I know it sees what I don't see. Because I know I can't do it on my own. I can't do it on my... You can't do it on your... I need somebody in my life that's willing to tell me what I need to hear. Not the preacher. I need somebody I hang out with. That when we're hanging out, we're not doing something that edifies... They can say, you know what? This ain't a good idea, folks. We need to re... We need to re... We need to... Rethink what we're doing here. Because that's what's going to get me. To where I need to go. Because ultimately. I want God to do. Everything he wants to do in this congregation. But more than that. I want you to be a part of it. Not a spectator. But a participant. But Paul said. "Woe be it unto me. If I preach the gospel. But find myself. Lost in the end. What good is it. Folks, if you're here and you see God do great things in Antioch West and great things happen, and we fill this room with people, but in the end, you're lost. Those of you that have been around a long time, you can think of people that were here in the great revivals of the 80s and the 90s that were instrumental in people coming to the Lord, finding God, but they're not here today. And the people they brought are still here, but they're not. God help us. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads tonight. Father, only you and you know what we need. God, I don't know. I'm just a man, simply a a conduit. I have no ability to see beyond my natural ability. But Lord, I know you see everything. You know everything. God, I pray tonight that you would help us. There's so much faith in this room, there's so much potential in this room, there's so much greatness in this room but Lord there's pitfalls and snares along the way there's things we've got to navigate there's mountains we've got to climb rivers we've got to cross God I pray tonight that you would give us the strength take somebody by the hand say walk with me I must put some, be saved. put somebody on the oh, hand on the shoulder say I need you in my life I may not always agree with what you say but I need somebody that's willing to speak my life when I can't see it Father I pray tonight that you would give us the wisdom and the grace to do that because Lord I want to be saved I want to be saved I want to be saved oh can you just pray that for a minute pray that for a minute don't let me be lost for eternity for above all else, I must be saved. Can we just sing this song as a prayer as we end? For above all else, I must be saved. For. must be saved. And for so whatever, whatever you have to do to me, don't let me, don't be, let lost me be lost for eternity, forever. I sing for above all else. I must be saved. For above all else, I must be saved. Save. Oh, whatever you have to do to me Don't let me be lost for eternity For above all oh, oh, I must be saved be Can we just sing it one more time? Oh for, oh, else, I, I oh, for above all else, I must be saved. for above all else, I must be saved. eternity for above all else I must be saved can we just stand one more time and lift our hands and just give the Lord thanks right now come on just thank him can we thank him praise God praise God praise God praise God God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise God. Don't let me be lost. For eternity, for above all else, I must be saved, for above all else, I must be saved. For above all alone I must be saved For whatever you have to do to me don't let me be lost for eternity. For above all All else, else, I must be saved. Praise God. Let's thank the Lord one more time. Can we do that? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. It looks like we took all of the seed tonight and i appreciate that so please use that and let's come next sunday night with expectation with faith but more importantly with participation remember we're net fishing so if you're expecting to have the few elite do it it's not going to work everybody's supposed to be involved in reaping the harvest amen praise god it Takes time shake somebody's hand it's still early sun's still out Shake a hand, hug a neck. Greet somebody. Have a wonderful holiday tomorrow. Be safe. Amen. God bless you.